Hey y'all, this is Jeff Jackson. A few weeks ago with our conversation with Jeff Well, we had some parts that didn't make it into the show. How to be cut on the editing room floor, or whatever you do with digital audio. So we had some conversations around beer, basketball, and pronunciations of roads in Austin and around Texas. Just remember, if you are listening to the show, we recorded this in late March. It wasn't NBA basketball playoff time yet, so some of the conversation may be dated, but still funny. Hope you enjoy the show. Here it is. What are you drinking <laughs> yeah. there, Lail? What's in your What's in your drink break? Break drink. Mm. This is a Cigar City Highlight. What's it called? Tell their listeners. There's no video now. Ah, uh, excellent. Um, so it is a Cigar City Brewing Highlight IPA. Um, we just got this in North Carolina about a month ago. Where's it from? Tampa. Okay, <laughs> is Tampa known as Cigar City? Um, apparently it is, and uh, I I don't know why. I, I guess there's some historical basis to that, but um, this brewery is excellent if you're able to find it where you are. Sweet. I'm going to have to check that out next time I'm in Tampa. Um, they have about four beers that are nationally available, but they have something like 50 available at their brewery that are all really good. What are the nationally available ones? Like any dark, like porters or stouts? Um, check out the Maduro Brown. Maduro Brown is really good if you like if you like darker ales. Jeff's dog loves dark ales. Yeah. <laughs> Maduro Brown. Okay, got it. What is that? It sounds like some sort of bear. <laughs> My guard bear uh, <laughs> sees another dog in the front yard, and she's not happy about it. It's a very big, meaty bark. <laughs> We met Jeff in San Antonio, and I said, oh, maybe our dogs can meet up, too. And he's like, no, my dog, she does not like other dogs. So. <laughs> wow, she's free. Oh, well, Yeah, I have a lot of lint rollers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, you asked about microbrews here or breweries here. And when Laura came to town, I think I recommended five. And apparently they're all closed Monday through Wednesday. Which I never knew because I don't ever go to a brewery on Monday through Wednesday because I have a job. But uh, <laughs> I'm they're only open by that comment. Yeah. You're responsible adults like is what you're saying. Thursday. I know it's, that's a slam to me. Yep. Yeah. They're open Thursday through the weekend, apparently. Hmm. Well, I was spring breaking. I thought they'd be open. True. That's really weird. I think of most of those places being open all week. But. Same. I think basically like the weekend exhausts them. So they're like, yeah, we're not really cool. Like we, we opened a brewery. We didn't open a brewery to work every day. <laughs> we didn't quit our day Fair jobs enough. to like follow the dream to like have a, have a seven day a week thing. So we're going to shut it down a couple of days a week. There's um, the, the first brewery that opened here is opened by German and he actually opens it for like two hours <clears throat> a Saturday, every Saturday. That's it. They do a couple of special events, but it's Franconia brewing company and he pretty much has a, a brewery that creates his own energy does not put any waste out and he's like yeah you can come from 11 to 1 pay five dollars and drink whatever you want and there's like a little tour if you want where you could just sit and drink with them so is it only open for two hours because they run out, run out of energy at that time period no they just don't want to deal with people all week long i guess uh-huh. wow i could have gone to shiner so that's not far from here yeah, but okay. The difference in the breweries in Texas, Jeff, you can't fill growlers there because we have some stupid, stupid laws. Huh. So 
What's the point? If we you go to China, they... You were saying that liquor was available before, though. That's so weird. We're the exact opposite. Yeah, so here, that's why we have all these, like, vodkas from Texas, because you were able to have a distillery and do liquor, but you weren't able to have, like, a small, uh, like, microbrew. Huh. And so there was a lot that changed that. Uh, and it changed when I was gone, because, like, like, I left Texas for a few years. I came back, and microbrews were, like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's within the last 10 years, it's changed, yeah. yeah. Maybe even the last five years or six years. Like it was, it was like super recent. This happened. We have so many uh, microbreweries near us. Shiner's a decent, but if you went to Shiner, they'd give you free beer though. There's a bike ride. There's a <laughs> good beer, free beer. Those are two different things. I feel. Are you gonna Are you gonna speak speak uh, ill words towards Shiner? No, no, they're fine, but there's, I was just saying the market is so flooded with so many different options. Like, why well, just go to them? So, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's lots of great craft beer out there now. Yeah, there is. Blanco has one of the best. What are you, are you drinking the Shiner? Is this podcast now sponsored by Shiner? Plinko? And Blank, Blanco? There's a, t- there's, a, there's a little town Blanco. called Blanco. Okay. On the Blanco River. Uh, and I think it it's has, Blanco, and it's, but that's his uh, Yeah, I was going to say, are you sure that's not Blanco? <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> the originators called it Blanco, and then the white people moved here. Ah. Uh, and they renamed it Blanco. Our, our Texas, like, phone-in directions, they pronounce um, every city with, like, four different ways people pronounce things, because they're wrong. They're like, Marcus, I'm like, do you mean Marquis? They're like, no, it's Marcus Hall. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> Texas. Yeah, it depends on where you live as to how you pronounce it when you move to, when you live in austin though there are things like they're even like different like manchaca the town of manchaca and the road manchaca is called manchac which makes no sense and no one calls guadalupe guadalupe they call it guadalupe i call like, guadalupe well, have i been saying it wrong for years yes you have what? and it but basically what you've been saying is like i'm not from here Right. <laughs> whatever exactly. you say. Whatever you say. That. So I'm saying I have like, some culture and a ability to pronounce things. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but they don't care. They don't care. They, they, it's, it's basically it's a marker of like, are you visiting or are you from here? It's the exact same way in North Carolina. I don't have a ton of examples, but um, I have heard the I know how to pronounce things, and that just means you're not from here, and we're not interested in your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerks. Oh, it's true. Um, distilleries are wide and vastly allowed in Texas, so I've been doing some research on some things in case I want to open one. And there aren't any gin distilleries in the area, though, so that's kind of a market that we are looking into at the moment. Because if I'm going to be stuck here, then I might as well open up a distillery. So I couldn't agree more. I actually was talking with somebody recently um, about distilleries, and they're a really fascinating business model. A lot of them actually start out with vodka and gin because you can produce them within a month two months exactly um, whereas you start producing whiskey um, three years jeff's kids would be grown up <laughs> by the time it was ready <laughs> they could be tasters at that point right exactly uh, i think it's like 13 to 15 years depending on what you're buying but um i think that's a really fascinating business model thinking in terms of we have a bunch of product we can do produce very short term but this better sell 13 years down the road because we've invested all this infrastructure and time holding this. I just think that's really fascinating. 
and they have a not that I looked into it, but I have they have a like a small batch distillers guild and kind of uh, in a model like support system around the U.S., which is kind of cool for lots of like I'm not I don't want to do big batch like Tito has just blown up right. So I met Tito Beverage yeah. back in the day when I first moved to Dallas, and he was at one of the liquor stores and he shook his hand, signed a bottle, and this was when it first started. And like he's just gone huge. I was like I just want small batch like my hometown yeah. one that does gin with grapes. I was like that's what I want to do. So. So you just need a still right right there behind you. Um, you can it's have not, it on your. It's not legal, sky- apparently. <laughs> if anyone's listening, of uh, the text was it TABC? I do not have a still behind me. Lail is wrong. Was <laughs> <laughs> that in your bathroom, Laura? Bathtub, Jim. There's a guy like south of San Antonio <laughs> that has like a lot of property with cactus on it, so he's created like a cactus vodka. Hmm. It's called Spike. It's a terrible up. name. It is. It's like a, I want to say it was a terrible logo. I, I think the logo was a pretty terrible too. Um, but I, I, I just saw it on, on TV, and I don't know a lot about vodka or how it works or or how it how it's made or anything like that. I I know the word distillery. Um, <laughs> That's and, it. And, and and why uh, why cactus would be uh, different than you know. Anything else, but let's let's just say Spike Vodka is not ending up on the top shelf. <laughs> it's like Tito's Deep Eddy Spike, right? Yeah. Um, we talked with uh, Gary and Julie, and I think we think our alternative podcast, which is maybe this what this is, is broke drank instead of break drink. So <laughs> I, I, I may have the Twitter handle, so I'm open to that anytime. <laughs> um, I like it. So I have, import, I have an important question for Jeff. In October, it was a pretty sure bet that the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to meet again in the finals. Right. Do you think that's still going to happen now? So I still think the Warriors are the best team in the, in the West. As far as the East, the Cavs will look pretty shaky lately, but I just don't see a contender there. Like is Boston is Boston legit? Because I don't really get to see Boston much. Here's to me what happens with Boston: you put LeBron James on Isaiah Thomas, and they don't have anything. <clears throat> they don't have a second option. Yeah, because he's like four feet tall. Right. <laughs> and, so, and I saw Golden State play Monday because they played here in San Antonio. I, mean, I didn't go to the game; but I watched it on TV. Yeah. Like it's weird because like the Cavs can't play defense. I don't but, know if they can't or they're just not. But like playoff LeBron is a real thing. Like he becomes this like Megatron superhero around this. Not not the first round because the first round they lose games. Like the it, it progresses to where by the finals he's like the superhero basketball player. Right. Where's the rest player. of the year then? And the only why is he only there in the playoffs? I was looking up something here. I don't know. I don't know. He's just like, he's like, I mean, it's not to say he's not good the rest of the year. He's still like the, I mean, he could get the MVP every year. So but here's, here's the one thing that I think challenges the idea that they can win. And I wonder if this might be the last sort of year where that's not questioned, but he's 32. Yeah. Uh, um, and he has played a tremendous amount of games. I was trying to look that up, but I'm probably not going to be able to get there. But um, 
it's like more games than any 32 year old has ever played. Um, ton of deep playoff runs. Yeah, he's gone. Is it six, seven years in a row or something like that? Mm-hmm. Is he on the finals? Or this eventually? Year? Eventually, it's going to stop. Yeah. Don't worry, Jeff. I looked them up in the show notes, and I will correct and fact check you both. So. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to check a basketball reference. Um, um, yeah, there's some like, like Tim Duncan had some weird stat. Like if you looked at all of his playoffs together, it was like three additional full seasons. That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, you should share with Jeff the best Valentine's Day um, box you made with Titan Titus. 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 Uh, Titus oh. is a great kid's name. It is. <laughs> so Jeff, it's a thousand. He's played a thousand games. A thousand fifty-four. Wow. Okay. Do you think he's going to yeah. retire? Uh, I mean, he'll probably no. play into his late thirties, but he hasn't taken a whole lot of time off. Mm. Oh, oh, it's still alive. Okay, so, Whoa! Oh, this it's is hard, amazing. It's hard to see here. Describe it for our audiences who can't see, but but popsicle sticks. <laughs> Popsicle sticks makes the hardwood floor. Oh, I didn't and notice that bas- detail. That's awesome. The, there's there's two basketball goals with the uh, Spurs championship banners. But oh, between that's them. my favorite detail. <laughs> yeah. And there's the. I don't know what's over here. Yeah. Can you please take How, a picture of that without your son in it and send it so we can put that on the podcast? Like I yeah. want that as a podcast photo. Uh, I'll show a picture of him in it too. Okay. Y'all, do y'all get to go to a lot of games? <clears throat> yeah, we, so we've gone to two this year, and we're yeah. going to see the Jazz this weekend. Nice. Um, we through through work, we get like a slight discount on tickets, mm-hmm. so it, it's, they're pretty affordable. It's just the problem of of the games are there's so many during the week that are late night right. that we can't go to. So we try to go to like three or four weekend games a year. Uh, last year was the first year because it occurred to me that Tim Duncan was going to retire. And I wanted to be able to say I took him to a game where Tim and Tony and Manu played because yeah. I didn't know who was going to retire last year. So last year was the first year. And they love it. And like if we ever watch a game on TV that's that's a home game that we don't go to, they're they're wondering why we're not there. <laughs> so so we go to a few a year. Um, my daughter, who's just four, she still loves, she loves going to. That's great. Live yeah. games are great, though. I think live sports are fun. There's a lot of stimuli to keep kids interested. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I love basketball because, like, the um, for lots of reasons, but like the time frame is 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 one of them. You don't have to commit like a whole day uh, yeah. to go to a basketball game or to watch a basketball game. And the AT and T centers uh, very entertaining. Like they yeah. they won some award like best game environment every year or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who gives that award out, but. But there's always something like every break. There's something. They have a DJ there, so always playing music, and yeah. you, you can like tweet the DJ like a uh, song request if you want oh, to. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you so guys following have, March Madness, or is this because then you're talking pro? But do you follow March Madness? Jeff is required to. Jeff Lell is required to by law because he lives in yes. North Carolina. Yes, uh, you will actually be drawn and quartered <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> It's a different I, environment around here. I don't. I mean, where where Jeff is is probably fanatic about whatever teams in the March Madness as we are about the NBA. Um, I don't. I stopped w- watching college basketball. It just doesn't seem near as good to me as I've, I've watched so much NBA. 
it's just I harder. feel like that is objectively true, even though I am in North Carolina. And uh, if I anyone is listening to this from the uh, state government, I love college <laughs> basketball and will never speak ill of it. Um, however, I do think the quality of play is objectively higher. Um, the players are better. And I think a lot of the things that are levied against the NBA players that, oh, they don't play defense is <laughs> – not to sound super elitist, but people who just don't understand the game and yeah. understand the nuances of what's happening. Um, it's but a different pace. Like we saw a Premier League game, and then you go back to like MLS. You're like, uh, yeah, this is soccer. This is not football. Proper football. I I heard a great quote about um, difference between Premier League and MLS. It was. Um, the guy who played for NYCFC, who was Italian, I'll be able to get his name in a second. Like, he's a legend for Juventus, and then he was playing in America. He's like, in Italy, we passed to open space. In America, I tried to pass to open space, and the guys were looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like a different level. And um, <clears throat> I, I think you – what was his name? Play for Carolina, like – Little guy, like really fast tie. Um, um, I'm getting old, man. Yeah, we are. It's night. This is where our brains are not on as much. And we each have um, an adult beverage. Anyway, they, they were saying that like uh, college basketball was algebra, NBA is calculus. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh, can I ask you a question about algebra? And uh, where did you study? What, what grade level did you study algebra? Eighth. Uh, no, it was beyond that. I don't know. I have no idea. It was. It, Tell it was him when school. you studied it. Yeah. Ty Lawson who was, uh, is who I was trying to think of. Oh, Ty Lawson. Okay. So I studied like eight and nine in Texas. Mm-hmm. So tell him when you studied, Jeff Jackson. Oh, I don't I, I, This was like well over 20 years ago. Well, it was ninth. It was not, it was not the 10th. I don't remember. Well, they still offer in um, university. So I think that's weird. Yeah. Well, it it depends on the university, though, because when I worked at UT Austin, like they didn't offer college algebra. Like calculus is like they may have had trigonometry, but you were expected to either clip out of it or take it at a community college. Right. It wasn't offered there. Okay. But but here, like kids are taking it like seventh grade or eighth grade or something like that. Yeah. I feel like every like. I feel like my son is like so much smarter than I was when I was like in fourth grade and he's in kindergarten. Is that cause you can't do his homework? <laughs> like he's like, he's like, he's already reading. He's doing like point differentials of basketball games based on the score. Like, like he's like, like picking up all the stuff. Like I'm pretty sure I was not aware uh, at, at that age. We're watching a basketball game, and they're like, oh, they're playing the Pistons. Like, he like, read the Pistons on the court of the basketball uh, court. So I was like, oh, I knew you could read, but I wasn't thinking you're pulling up words that large. He was, like, talking about a Detroit's economy and flip water <laughs> yeah, crisis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Social bull media. versus bear. I don't know that. I'm not into that at all. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I have another NBA. I have, I have a local NBA question. Do you ever see anyone wearing a Charlotte Bobcats jersey? No. Okay. And, did, anyone, and did, did anyone ever purchase a Charlotte Bobcat jersey? <laughs> uh, I have seen them before. 
Okay. Uh, but now, not really. I think it's been three years, three or four years since the name changed. So, um, but I always tell people a story. I went to um, a Bobcats game the first year they were playing, and it yeah. was a midweek game. They were playing Denver, so not a marquee game or anything like that. And I'm not kidding that I think there were less than a thousand people there. <laughs> wow. Like we were sitting on the upper deck, you know, three rows or so off the edge. Um, and we could hear the coach yelling instructions from the floor. Holy cow. And it's amazing. Just nobody cared. Yeah. <clears throat> Do they care now? Yes. Oh, yeah. The Hornets are, the are good. They're, they're an entertaining team. Yep. Um, They've been really bad this second half of the season, and I think I blame Roy Hibbert, but um, t- people definitely care. And there, there's – I can't speak for everybody, but for me, like, I've got a picture when I was six years old. I broke my arm. I still got a scar right there. And I was wearing a Rex Chapman Scarlet, Charlotte Hornets yes. jersey. And, like, they they formed around that time. Like, that was one yeah. of the first teams first uh, iterations of the Hornets. And Grandma so I have like a really strong emotional connection to that name. Yeah. Um, the Bobcats were just offensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Name, named after the owner of the team. How stupid is that? His name was Bob. Is that what it was? Yeah. Robert Johnson. He uh, owns BET. Nice. Wow. Bob. Bob. Bobcat. Bob. Our is this nickname Bobcat? Or they're just like, let's what? call it Bobcat. Just think, like five years ago, Roy Hibbert was in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they were saying, if he were if he was on the floor in the last play against the Heat in like Game Five, that LeBron would not have been able to make that shot, or what you know, or he got the rebound, or whatever it was at the time. Like he was considered to be that good of a player, and now he's. Know. It's crazy how life comes at you fast. And I think, yeah, exactly. I think some of us, the league has changed that much. Um, but there's this, that story from that series where they went into the uh, gym and LeBron was in there practicing uh, jump hooks because yeah. <laughs> he couldn't figure out how to get past Roy Hibbert. Yeah, it's um, amazing. But I think Derrick Rose was the, was the MVP that year also. So things things change pretty fast. <laughs> Do you not want to ask me about anything about the Mavericks? Although we've not won anything since 2011. So. No, I'm good there. <laughs> Dirk will retire this year, I think. So. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever retire. He's injured, so. Oh, maybe. I think he might. He's, he's still one of the best three players. You think so? Well, there's Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews. Who's not good. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews. They're this odd collection of players. This like duct taped team. Mm-hmm. I guess that Nerlens Noel now, who they traded. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, the bully JJ Brea. Oh god. Um, I, I, I that's all, that's all I got. That's all I can go on Mavs basketball. Um, but yeah, he's still like one of the best players on the team. Yeah, he's a good guy. I I don't want him to retire, but like I think he's injured, so I think he'll. There's Sadly, no way he's not. There. There's no way he's not a complete defensive liability. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Hey, not that he was that just, great before, but... <laughs> yeah, he was slightly better than uh, James Harden. He was like, I'll play defense ten times a game. I won't tell you which times. <laughs> it's like a basketball roulette. 
Um, so what else is going on these days? So yeah, as a side note, Jeff Lail and Jeff Jackson and Bruce, do you guys know, was it Pete Pereira did the EDU sports podcast? Remember we all did that? Like, let's do this podcast because we only have oh, seven man. podcasts. It was Daniel Gray. Oh, Daniel Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Pete. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Pete Doug. Pereira. Doug. Doug occasionally. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was a good time. I got to say, that was the beginning of me really not enjoying college sports anymore. <laughs> but, like, not we get pod- to talk about it? Not the podcast per se, but like what well, was happening in the news right. during that time up until now, because, you know, with Baylor right up the road for me, is like the, the amount that colleges are making off these sports. Well, the amounts that some colleges make up the sports, and also the other amount the colleges are having to spend to try to keep up with those other colleges on the sport, how, how much coaches make. Yeah, you it, guys started this in like the time they started the 30 for 30, right? When ESPN started that um, 30 for 30 deals and went in behind. Oh, it probably was, yeah. Yeah, like they talked about um, the cost of like how much um, college sports makes to – how I think they talked about the group from Ohio and how they got involved in football and how they got yep. them out of rough neighborhoods and also neighborhoods where plants shut down. So poverty was high and got them into um, the Ohio State or other um, universities. Well, my, my hope is that uh, we open people's eyes to some of that stuff because one of the things I was learning as I was doing the show was – how crazy that system is. Um, and I, I quote stuff that we talked about on that show all the time. Like, um, for example, football players only, uh, are able to charge three hours for a game day towards their total allotted hours for the week when generally it's up to eight or 10. Um, and how much, if you travel like a weekend, well, how much the system is set up to be a injustice. Um, with the justification that they're actually getting education when they're really just not it. I don't see any way that they're getting a good education, particularly at elite programs. Yeah. And and also like with the firing of Charlie strong, because Charlie strong kind of gave me hope of being a college football fan again. And the fact that that didn't work out and he had such a crappy experience, like he was set up to be a failure and he didn't get the right amount of time with the crappy um, administration around him at the time and the like uh, lack of consistency and support that he had, like the fact that that happened, like just really pushed me away more. So that was my, like my home institution. Like that was my, like where I, I cheered. Um, I'm not, a, I, I'm sure I'll pay attention to it once the season gets here, but like I can't, I, the whole off season and recruiting and all that kind of stuff. I don't really But you don't want to watch the hours of like, what is it? The trade and what do they call it? Signing day. Signing day. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to watch that no. lengthy process. No. Okay. Signing day is so hilarious anyway because they have no idea if those, any of those kids are going to be any good. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How could you compare high school talent to college football <clears throat> talent? They can at least say they were good in high school. Yeah, but. So, so Jeff, I did think about one time of, of looking at uh, like recruiting classes and how good they were based on like coaching changes, right? Like a, yeah. a team that goes from like 
I don't know, the 50th best class to like the, you know, 10, top 10 best class and all that kind of stuff. And then I got, got the more I looked at it and I was, I was looking at the data, like I got so disgusted by the whole thing. I just stopped looking at it. Well, I mean, think of a uh, program like Baylor. Okay. <laughs> who has numerous times written to being successful and every time it was just something going on behind the scenes that was a little yeah. uh, not above board. Um, it, and the alumni are defending it because they, they like because they like winning. Yeah, <laughs> it's just such a funny thing. Thing, and you'll hear people defend like uh, the value and the virtue of that system. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you part of a cult, be- then you go with it, right? Yeah, you want to believe it, and that's okay. Just admit that. <laughs> But um, I, I feel bad for the kids like that are caught up in the middle of that. But anyway, we could get bogged down in that for a long time. And I know we've got plenty of grumpy stuff to talk about. <laughs> rants. We have loads of rants. 